a recent survey and poll that was published by the Wall Street Journal looks at whether the majority of people feel like a four-year college is worth the cost. Surprisingly, this is the highest that the number has ever been. 56% of people said they don't feel that that degree is worth the cost. Some of that is because of the lack of job skills that are it is perceived that people won't have by the time they graduate. And the second portion of that is the amount of college debt. So you might be asking, what about me? How do I know if going to that four-year college is going to be the right fit? You're in the right place. We are going to dive into just that today and be able to help you make the best decision about what's the right path for you and is a four-year college worth the cost? So is that four-year college worth it for you to go to? And some of that is going to depend. A lot of it is going to depend on what you are most interested in as an individual, what you're looking for, what kind of training is required. In our last episode, we talked a lot about knowing if college is right for you. And so today we're going to really dive more into the cost of that. If you haven't already, I would absolutely love if you would download our free guide on how to get started or how to expand your college search. This is a great way for you to be able to know what those first few steps are as you are navigating the college search for you as an individual. And there is, this is not a one size fits all. This is absolutely you being able to figure out what the right thing is for you. One of the first things to consider when you're looking at is going to a four-year college worth the cost is what is your financial aid package? How much money is the cost of attendance? So what does your tuition look like? How much might room and board be? What are you looking at as far as any kind of books, additional fees, anything like that? And so knowing what that overall cost of attendance would be at that particular school. You need to make sure that you're doing this for all of the schools that you're looking at so that you can compare and find out what is that best path for you. So you look at what is that overall cost of attendance. One of the ways that you can do this, you also can, um, is doing some research on your own, but also contacting the college just to say, hey, can you share with me a little bit about are there going to be rate increases and what would be my projected cost of attendance over the over the course of these next several years when I would be attending your school? So you want to consider, again, your tuition. You want to look at room and board. You want to look at books, the cost of books, additional fees that might be coming up. And then just find out from the college, are there any other items that you might not be aware of that you want to consider in that cost of attendance package? All right. So we've talked about cost of attendance and what that includes. The next thing that I want us to consider is how might you pay for that cost of attendance? So the first thing might be your scholarships or grants. There are multiple types of scholarships. Some of them might be merit-based, which are determined on your test scores and your grades or other academic achievements. Some of them could be there are athletic scholarships. There might be scholarships that are local or foundation scholarships based on where you live. There also could be scholarships that you apply to. There are multiple websites that are available for students and families to look at and to be able to apply to those particular scholarships. So as you're looking at your college website to see if there are scholarships that are available, 
Some of them might be if you are going to a college that is in state, that that can be a wonderful thing. There are a lot of different options for you with scholarships for you to be able to explore. Um, Then the second option might be a grant. And so typically that's something that's going to be based on your need. So one of the most commonly known grants is going to be the Pell Grant. That is one where the federal government determines the level of need. And then your college would look at awarding you that grant if you qualified for it. So we have scholarships, we have grants. The other one might be savings. So any kind of personal savings that you might have, or some type of savings program that goes along. Um, Maybe you have a 529. Maybe there is an extended family member who has put money into that. The other one is paying outright or talking to your college about a payment plan. And then the last one would be any type of loan. So some of this could be a student loan that goes directly to the student. And there are subsidized and unsubsidized loans that are available. And so that looks at whether you're paying interest or not on those loans while the student is still in school. And then the other one would might be a parent plus loan or a private loan that you could take out. So there are multiple options as you are looking at how you are going to pay for those um, towards that cost of attendance. One thing that I want you to be really careful about as you are looking at the cost of college and loans is how much loan money are you taking out? In addition to how much money are you going to be making once you graduate? And so are you going to be able to afford the cost of living in addition to the cost of the loans that you would be repaying? So there typically is a a deferment period where once you graduate, you have um, a, a certain amount of time before you start having to pay that back. Um, But that does come. And so then you would be expected to pay not only um, for any of your cost of living expenses, but also looking at repaying those loans. And so that's something that's important to consider as well. So the first thing that we've talked about is really considering that financial aid package and your cost of attendance and how you're going to pay for college. The second thing that I want you to consider in whether a four-year college would be worth it for you is... What type of credits are you going to be bringing in to that college with you from high school? So this could be a couple of different things. Some colleges might or some high schools might offer AP courses that students can take. And with certain test scores on those AP exams, you would actually be able to earn credit towards courses that are at your college. The other one might be CLEP exams. And so this is something that in previous podcasts that we actually have talked about, um, there's a website, modernstates.org. And a CLEP exam, this isn't necessarily accepted by every single school. So for everything that we're talking about, I do want you to make sure that you've done your research with your college to make sure that it is something that they are going to accept. Um, but you want to look at the some of these as potential ways for gaining some credits and either very inexpensively or for free and bringing that into college to help lessen the amount of time that you might be in school or lessening the number of credits that you're taking each semester. So we've got the AP testing. You also have the CLEP testing, which is something where you take a test and the college will say whether they would award credit for the score that you get on that particular test. So very similar to AP, a free way to get some some credits through CLEP 
And again, you want to make sure that you are looking at the college to see if they are going to award and accept those CLEP credits. Um, but if you go to modernstates.org, you actually can take a class for free. So let's say that your high school, um, they offer French, but not Spanish, and you are very interested in Spanish. So you go through the process, you study the Spanish content, you go to modernstates.org, you take that test or you take the class on AP Spanish. And then you, once you've completed their requirements, they will actually pay for you to take that CLEP exam. And as long as you pass, you send those results into the university and the college that you're applying to, and they will tell you how they are going to award you credit for those particular tests. It is an amazing deal. And again, completely free through that modernstates.org. So that is a fantastic way. So we have the AP the potential of getting credits through AP, the potential of getting credits through CLEP exams. You also have some schools that will, rather than using the AP program, they use the IB program. And so that is another way where you can potentially get credits. All right. So we have several ways that you can earn that credit. We've got, we talked about AP advanced placement classes. We talked about CLEP with the modern states. Another option that you might have if your school doesn't have AP courses would be the potential of IB classes. And again, some of this is going to be school dependent. It's going to depend on what your school offers. But if your school offers these courses, this is a way that you could potentially earn some of those credits. Now, the next way that you can earn credits is either through dual credit or dual enrollment. As I said, and I know that I probably sound like a broken record, but you want to make sure that the, you are looking at the colleges and how they are going to accept those external credits and if they're going to accept them at all. So dual credit is where you are taking a class at your high school, but it also counts as a college level class. So or maybe you're taking it on the college campus, but it counts as both college credit and a high school credit on your high school transcript. The other one might be dual enrollment. And this is where you are taking a college level class. It counts on your college transcript, but your high school is not awarding college credit for that particular course. And so some of that is gonna be checking with your high school to see what they award and what they allow. But if you look into some of those options, you have a lot of potential to see what you are what you are eligible for and how you can earn some of those credits so that you are not having to take 17, 18 credit hours per semester. Or maybe you are even able to go in with enough credits. You're still considered a freshman, an incoming freshman, but you have enough credits that you would be considered um, that you have completed much of your freshman year before you go into that particular school. Again, all things that you want to double check on the college website to see how that will work for a particular school. But bringing in some college credits can really help you so that you're not having to pay for every single credit at that specific college. So, just to review, you can, the first two things that we've talked about are looking at your financial aid package, looking at that cost of attendance, how you're planning to pay. The second way is what kind of credits are you planning to bring in from high school and being aware of that. 
And the third thing to look at is exploring your options so that you know what's going to be the best pathway for you. Are you going to, is it going to be best for you to go directly into that four-year college where you are paying for room and board, where you are looking at paying for all of the different fees, all the different, um, the higher, it might be a potentially a higher cost per credit hour at a four-year school Or are there alternate ways that you can start your education? Maybe you are going to look at attending a two-year college and then transferring into that four-year college. And so that might mean that you're able to live at home where you are not having to pay the full expenses of room and board. It might be that you are paying a lower cost per credit hour. You might not have as many of the fees. There might be different scholarships that are in-state that you can look at and some of the differences in that two-year versus four-year college starting out. And then you're actually able to transfer from the two-year into the four-year school and have several of your courses and your credits completed. And so you're only paying the full cost, the full room and board, all of those different pieces when you are completing the last couple of years of that degree. And so that can make a pretty significant difference. So as you look at whether it's going to be the best option for you to go directly to a four-year school, maybe it's going to be in your best interest to go to that two-year school and transfer. This is another reminder. You want to make sure that you know what credits that four-year receiving school is going to accept from a two-year school that you go to. Because the last thing that I want to see happen is that you end up, and I have seen and heard of it happening before, that you go to that four-year school after attending a two-year, and they end up that they only accept half of your credits. And so you've paid for it. You have those credits. They're counting as electives or they're not counting at all. And then you're having to retake very similar courses. So if you know that your plan is to transfer when you start at that two-year school, be in contact and be aware of those admissions requirements at a four-year school so that you know what to expect, what classes to take, so that you are fulfilling your requirements and that you are not wasting any of your money. So the other thing that I would say is make sure that you are looking at all of your schools to see where the best financial aid package is coming from. So you wanna make sure that you are making an informed decision And while I hear a lot of students talk about, this is my dream school, this is where I want to go, this is what I want to do, I certainly understand that. But we want to make sure that you are making the best decision for yourself financially and that you are comparing and figuring out what's going to be the best fit for you. Some of that can include looking at what are your opportunities at that particular college to see, are there internships, are there other opportunities for you. So there are several different things to consider with that, but knowing what your financial aid package looks like and comparing that and making the best informed decision for you is going to be incredibly helpful. So as a family, I just want to encourage you to make sure that you really are thinking things through. You want to look at your financial aid package. What is your cost of attendance? What type of scholarships might you be getting? You want to consider what types of 
um, credits you are able to actually bring in is number two. So looking at CLEP, looking at AP, IB, college credit, and how that's going to transfer. And then consider what's the right pathway for you. So there are several things that you as a family want to discuss. I hope this has been helpful. Please don't forget that you can download our free copy of how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start. Take care.